Hey, Song Surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a bi-weekly playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, AudioMac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few others, and I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you this episode. Song Surfing is now a part of the Live from the Lincoln Lodge podcast network. Visit thelincolnlodge.com to explore the other shows on the network and to learn more about the venue's planned reopening. On this special edition of Song Surfing with Friends, I'll be talking with singer-songwriter Derek Smith. Derek also selected some excellent tunes for us to listen to. Let's go surfing. Hey, Derek, how you doing? Great, John. How are you? I just finished spring break at work, and now I'm uh, back in the swing of things. And although being off is nice, you know, being back in a routine <laughs> does me well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're just going into fall break as of today in Australia, because we're the polar opposite literally so where at in australia are you uh, i'm in melbourne so in the um southeast of the country originally i spent quite a bit of time in in adelaide in south australia which is again in the south but in the middle of the vast continent that it is but yeah currently i'm in melbourne and you're uh, i'm trying to remember your your backstory were you originally from australia or no no I, i'm i'm irish and Back in 2000, I went for a one-year holiday, traveled through Southeast Asia, um, and then had a plan to stay in Australia for a year, got to Australia, um, and met my wife here, and the rest became history. No intentions in staying in Australia, but uh, I guess uh, love rules, and yeah, I'm still here, so that's um, just... 20 years almost exactly since I set foot in Australia. So do you do you occasionally visit family in Ireland or? Yeah, I've been back. Um, I didn't go back for probably the first seven years. I, I never returned, but I've been back uh, twice in the last four years and then um, yeah, a few years before that as well. So yeah, I started returning and yeah, we get getting family settled and at the age where you can travel. So um, I would be there probably right now if it wasn't for COVID. We, we can't leave Australia, but um yeah that's just the way it is at the moment so yeah so you selected some music for us today how did you go about choosing the songs the majority of the music by probably the um fourth selection are all i guess individuals that i encountered either through falling across their music through various different uh online sources during um Lockdown, which you mean is it's it's really just ending here in uh, Melbourne. Uh, we were probably the toughest of, of any country. So, um, so, so from March until yeah, really now they're just opening up fully. Um, yeah, so I've fallen across them through um, slaps, and one was through um, a Facebook page called Create Record Release. That's that's how I came across them, and yeah, I guess uh, music for me, it's 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 when I hear something and I like it, um, it just grabs my attention, and that might be related to the mood I was in at that particular time, or uh, sometimes the background story um, from those people, and yeah, not necessarily in the genres that I would normally listen to. So that that's how I happened across um, the first three that I've chosen. The 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 fourth is somebody I met. Um, when I first arrived in Australia. So there's something that grabs grabs you about the song. Yeah. Uh, for me, a lot of times, it's the groove that, that I get into or, uh, you know, a certain hook in the vocal part. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's, it's the whole feeling. It's, um, it's, it's not necessarily, you mean, for somebody who, I won't say I spend a long time writing the lyrics, but the, the lyrics, I, I do take some time in it to get across, um, I guess, my story, what I want to get through. But I tend to, you I mean, there, there, there's there's music I listen to. An example is um, Pink Floyd Time. It's only, I think it was like six months ago where I actually stopped and listened to the lyrics. I love the song forever. My emotion and feeling about the song was exactly what the lyrics were saying, but I, I could never, and I could sing the lyrics, but I never paid attention to them to l listen to 
go, wow, that is profound and so clever and smart and all of those sort of things. So usually my gut is right when by the time I do actually pay attention to the detail uh, and kind of going, I've never got a, a surprise where, oh, I don't agree with what that song is saying. So it's, um, yeah, it's usually the whole emotion that catches me more so than the grip. But I think it's a, the emotion, the groove is part of that and the, um, the, 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 yeah, the tone and the voice and all that are the instruments and the, just the ambience that's set by it. Years ago, I, I read an interview with um, the singer and guitarist in the band Modest Mouse, uh, Isaac Brock is his name. And he was talking about, I think he said something like he actively avoids finding out what his favorite songs are about because he's had too many songs ruined <laughs> yeah. by that, where he, he finds out what the real meaning is behind it. And then all of a sudden it sucks all his enjoyment out of it. It doesn't uh, connect with him in the same way that it originally did because he thought it was something else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you mean uh, even as um, you mean, I guess I try or uh, I would like to improve how I do things. And people say, "Oh, listen to a song and zone in on the drums or zone in on the vocals." I can't do it. it. It's just it's I just get enveloped by the whole thing. It surrounds me, and and I'll go in with the intention I'm going to listen to the words, the lyrics of this song, um, and ignore everything else that's going on around about it. And suddenly I'm at the end of the song, and I've just got completely sucked in and spat out at the end, and kind of going, "Oh." I forgot to listen to the lyrics and I can try that 20 times in a row and I'll still come out at the end and not have listened <laughs> to the lyrics. I just get so, um, yeah, it just whisks me away, I guess. But yeah, thankfully I've never well, had see, that shocking moment where I went, oh, this is a really bad whatever content in there. I've never had that one. I've eventually um, read it or figured out what the lyrics are about. So you're tend to, tending to listen on, I guess, what you the macro level rather than the the micro. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm why I enjoy the small things in the background and hear the. I do hear the little voices in the background, the little songs, and I hear that, and I do get the kick and get the that that adds into it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's still about the the yeah, as you say, it's the the macro rather than the micro. Um, but I do enjoy the little the, the little things, but it's the whole feeling. It's what sucks me in and takes me to, well, why did you select these songs at that particular point in time? They 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 drag me in. They drag me in and not necessarily, can't, can't explain why and not necessarily in genres that I would normally, I guess, uh, associate myself with. So the first song that we'll be listening to is by Grant Kennedy. It's called The Self You Used to Know, and it's from the EP Away. Before we get into it, um, is there anything you want to tell us about Grant or the song? Look, um, yeah, again, th th this song, I came across it on um, Slaps, which is uh, um, it's probably one of my first and last times on, on there. Um, and I was just going through music and, and listening to I guess to give genuine, as artists, it's hard to get feedback and are you good, are you bad, are you, what do you need to improve on and, and feel like uh, secure in that, that it's, it's, it's not people being overly nice or being overly critical as well, that is fair. But So I was listening to through it and came, I mean, instantaneously once I hit the music from Grant, he had, I think he had four songs up, which inevitably ended up on his EP. Each one of them, they just, they just hit me, stopped me, we're at the play on, on, on repeat. Um, I just shot a message kind of going, said what I said, going, don't have much more to say except for this, just, just really just stopped me in my tracks. And then I guess through the, the magic, um, that's uh, social media, um, just connected with him. Yeah, can't say, I mean, he would, he would refer to me as being a friend and whatever like that, but but certainly connecting on, on, a, um, on a personal level, just checking in how he's going and the music, you mean his backstory as well. He's from the emergency physician and you mean that somebody put out music of that quality. It's, 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 it, 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 it's really, really, really professionally done. You mean it, he'd done, I think an EP before in a sec one to produce something that was so professional, um, notwithstanding the, the beautiful lyrics, the playing and all that. It just, it was it was the whole thing where you're kind of going, wow, this is not an amateur. This is somebody who's who's really, really gifted and talented. So you came across Grant on slaps.com. And for the listeners, uh, if you haven't come across slaps, um, it's run by DistroKid, which is a music distribution um, service. It's one of the sites where uh, that gets the music out to Spotify and Amazon and Apple for the artists. Um, and so... If I if I understand it correctly, Slaps is meant as a, a way for users of DistroKid to 
test out ideas, right? To put songs out there, get feedback from other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you mean a lot of the, I guess, the distribution, um, or sorry, a lot of the um, cloud services. There, there is no place to get feedback, even from fans. You mean you can stick a song up on Facebook or Instagram and get it there, but there's that's really it. I think the only one who tried it was Apple. Did it back about ten years ago and to pull the pin soon afterwards. But uh, yeah, so it's for other creators that they can share music, test ideas out or just get feedback or yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, it's quite useful. And you I mean, there's a lot of, um, a lot of talent out there and you I mean, they're all, most of them will be unknown, independent, unsigned type people. And you I mean that at the time that was the case for a few of these people I came across is like, oh, wow, there's, there's, people doing really great things in their bedroom that that you're not going to see on Spotify unless you're very, very lucky to fall across it. Um, So here's a bit from Grant's bio. Grant Kennedy grew up on the Canadian prairies, the product of farmers and fiddlers. With a healthy dose of the eagles on the tape deck of his father's Chevy, Kennedy learned to sing along at a young age. These days, when you listen to Kennedy, you hear warm melodies and easy listening vocals blended with stellar musicianship. In 2020, Kennedy's day job as an emergency physician landed him on the front lines of the global pandemic. It didn't take long for Kennedy to turn to his lifelong passion, music and songwriting, as an outlet for the stress that was building up within and around him. The new material that would make up his second EP, Away, was honest and necessarily darker than anything he had previously written, touching on struggles with his mental health as he cared for ailing citizens around him. Ultimately, Kennedy teamed up with Canadian music luminary Russell Broom to produce the EP and bring his musical stories to life. In November of 2020, Kennedy released the EP single, The Self Used to Know, uh, and that's what we're going to listen to. All right, so let's take a listen to Grant Kennedy with The Self Used to Know from the EP Away. Days never really seem to drift away. I keep holding on to yesterday, just holding on too long. Westward home, the best place that you used to know. They don't recognize you anymore Cause those days have come and gone But tonight Breathe slow Take everything that's wrong And let it go This hot time You lie Left you longing for those country nights The stars are out, you can't satellites Stoking embers to the dawn But tonight, breathe slow And take everything that's wrong And let it go
Take everything that's wrong and let it go In this pattern, you lie your clothes And you find the self that you used to know And you find the self that you used to know I hope you find the self that you used to know And we're back. So I'm being joined by Derek Smith, and Derek selected some music for us to listen to. We just heard Grant Kennedy, and now we'll be moving on to Anderson of a Painter with the song The Legacy Fallacy from the album The Legacy Fallacy. All right, Derek, what can you tell us about Anderson of a Painter? Uh, again, um, so, so Mike is, is the man and, and, and the myth, I guess, behind the name. Um, Again, I came across in in the same session of uh, where I found Grant. I came across uh, Anderson of a painter, um, and the music just caught me. Uh, and it was the simplicity and, and I guess the intensity of the music at the same time. I mean, it, it's 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 a man with a guitar. Um, with, with you mean depending on which song you listen to, with quite profound lyrics, sometimes very um, clever. Um, cheeky humorous uh, lyrics you mean albeit he's a, he's a welsh man living in in, in australia um you I mean that john prime type thing where, where there's a kind of humor and and, and a side cheek to it and also some quite just deep lyrics and stuff like that but again it was the um the fullness of it uh, and and from what i uh, at the time you mean i was thinking about my own music and, and enjoying just pulling out a guitar in front of a mic and singing and playing at the same time and telling a story, um, the Woody Guthrie type thing. And I got that sense from um, Anderson of a painter. Um, yeah, so I think he just pulls out his mic, sits down and, um, you mean, um, he has a song written and sings it and plays it at the same time. And you can just hear that interconnection between them. Um, so here's a, a bit from the bio. Anderson of a Painter is the solo recording and performing persona of singer-songwriter-guitarist Mike Davies, also of the duo Jumbotown. The work of Anderson of a Painter sparks from various literature and musical inspirations and comes through in the form of contemporary lyrical folk and sometimes quirky acoustic guitar-based songs. So one thing that um, really stood out to me about the song, and as a guitarist I'm impressed by, is the way that Mike plays these guitar interjections in between some of his lines of verses or to bridge a chorus to to the verse section. I really respect when guitarists can do that, where they're almost like duetting with themselves. <laughs> yep. That's not something that I can very naturally do. Um, record this part, then record that part. You know, if you have to, if I have to play too many roles at once, it's a little bit uh, above my head. So it's it's pretty cool stuff. So here is Anderson of a Painter with The Legacy Fallacy from the album The Legacy Fallacy. If in the end I lie with no one That's okay Not one personal possession I could give away Wouldn't mean my life was loveless Absent of friends Treasureless and empty
flowered many years in spring never had a bright day or brought some light to shadow Hey friends, John here. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to start a podcast? Well, you should. I can tell you it's fun. It's really rewarding. I can also tell you, though, that even a seemingly simple podcast can have so much behind the scenes that goes into it. But thankfully, there's Captivate, a podcast hosting platform that makes it easy to manage and monetize your podcast. With Captivate, you can create and distribute unlimited podcasts, get advanced analytics, monetize and promote in one simple, easy to use dashboard. Song surfing is hosted through Captivate. And what does that mean? So after I script and record an episode, I upload it to Captivate And they shoot the episode out along with the accompanying show notes and artwork to a ton of podcast players like Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Geosavin, Podchaser, Stitcher. All of the episodes are saved on the Captivate server, too, so I don't have to worry about having a separate hosting site or creating RSS feeds, anything like that. They also provide multiple ways to share the episodes, so I haven't needed to futz around with creating smart links, and their player app for WordPress was super simple to add to songsurfingpodcast.com, and it works great. Other perks include a free website, a dynamic ads platform, and incredible customer service, like seriously incredible customer service. I think that last piece alone makes Captivate stand out from the rest. Try it out for yourself because they're running a special seven-day free trial. And be sure to click the referral link that's in the show notes. Okay, back to the music. Hey, Song Surfers, we're back. I'm here with Derek Smith. Derek, how did you get started in music or with songwriting? Um... How do I get started with songwriting? Um, it's a bit of a, a tough topic, but it, um, it, it's going back almost five years ago. My father died 
um, he basically got given a medication which um, he had an adverse reaction to. And yeah, when he, um, I guess, passed away with, with family around about him, um, I sort of stayed behind when the family made away and I just started singing songs him or the songs that he would uh, play in the car or would just suddenly start singing when we're going along road trip and just started singing them back to him. Not necessarily songs that I had a, a connection with, but at that point in time that I made a connection with them and don't know where it came from, don't know why, don't know why I remember those songs, but you mean, I remember I was about four or five of them I sung and we're in a, it was in Spain and there were these people looking at me kind of going, what's this guy doing? Um, and I moved, moved away, but yeah, something just sparked in me there where after I came back to Australia after that, I bought myself um, a MacBook Pro and a small little guitar. I had played guitar for a short, for a while in, in my teens and sort of let, let it slide. Um, but yeah, I just started playing it just to, I guess, as um, to um, help me resolve the things you go through when you lose um, someone that's very, very close to you. Obviously, with a father and a parent and someone who's quite special. You hadn't been involved in music before that. Your dad passing was the kind of the push that got you into it. Into songwriting, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, when, when I was in my um, teens, sort of mid-late teens, I remember we were working out in uh, in. The, well, they call it in Ireland. We've these things called bogs. Is where you go and cut up solid fuel that you then use to keep yourself warm in in Ireland, which is three hundred sixty five days a year because it's cold, wet, and miserable place. But um, and it was coming close to my birthday, and he kind of goes, "Would you like to learn an instrument?" And I go, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind it." And he goes, "What would you like?" And I go, "Well, I just discovered um, Jimi Hendrix through my dad, but actually through a, a guy called uh, Randy California and his version of Hey Joe." And I said, I'd really like to play the guitar, but I think I'd be good at the drums. Drums. So I got a, a guitar, an acoustic guitar, <laughs> probably because it was too expensive for a drummer, um, probably too noisy. Jimi Hendrix Smash Hits was the first album I probably ever bought. And I learned all of all of that on my acoustic guitar. That was sort of it. Then I kind of let it slide until, yeah, really my, my um, yeah, so I was never in a band or wrote songs or anything like that. Just wanted to play those music and I was disappointed in Jimi Hendrix's version of Hey Joe Randy California's for whatever reason stuck to me better but then I heard that Purple Haze and my mind just got blown yeah so that was it then when, when um, my dad passed and you mean he would such a love of music and uh, you know, in, in Ireland music is uh, it's very deep in our bones and in our culture it's um, everything um, but I was more and still am um, just love EDM um, elect electronic um techno minimalist type stuff is um probably music i listen to more and i guess at the time grunge and pink floyd were the things that would have ruled my cd player or deck or a cassette deck at the time um so yeah so after after he passed then it was a year coming up to his anniversary i for some reason said right up to mark his anniversary i was going to write a song so i wrote it and then i said for the next one i was going to write an album and the next one I said the same so that's really how I got into it was just making that decision spawned from there I, I would never really have sang or played in front of people before that tried it once or twice and it was quite disastrous but yeah now is it one of your albums uh charity album is that related to your dad <clears throat> yeah I, it was and you mean all the um pretty much the, the money and, and it's usually through band camp that the any the money that I raised from any of my sales I've uh, uh, given to given to charity um, and um, one year I mean it was um, I basically matched it dollar for dollar so whatever people put in then I put in uh, donated to charity myself so yeah because I yeah and you mean it's it's mainly family and friends who, who, who do that sort of stuff so but yeah that, that's my my intention with it I'm not there to make money uh, music itself for me is more about is resolving things in my head. So your songs, they have, to me, a really organic sound. The verses, the choruses, the bridge, everything seems to flow really naturally. And I'm just curious where this comes from, how the song starts. You know, when I write songs, I tend to have a kernel of an idea that I build things from, and then maybe eventually the chorus will come to me, or maybe the rhythm for the verse will come to me. There's usually one idea, though, that I kind of build everything from. And it often takes a lot of trial and error and work to get things to kind of flow, to get the rhythm to sound natural. And I'm wondering if it's a similar process for you or how it 
how it gets started and how it takes shape? Or is it the same from song to song? Uh, yeah, no, it's nothing like that for me. Given, you mean, uh, as a person and in my professional life, I'm a very process-oriented person. You mean, I'm either building processes, developing processes, cracking them open and disrupting them to make them better. And, and everything is like on creating checklists and let's do this stuff in the, in the structure. For music, and maybe it's anything but that way. I guess a bit the same way I come across music. It, it's, it's really from an emotion. Um, so I, I can kind of go on, right, I'm going to write a song about loss or love or whatever topic you want to come across that it doesn't work that way. It usually, the majority of the music, uh, and you can tell the better, well, what I consider as my better songs um, and the flow more naturally, is usually something where, yeah, I've got something, you mean an emotion building up inside, I feel sad about something, I feel anxiety or stress about something, and I'll just pick up my guitar so the guitar for me is, it's like kids, um, you mean, as a person, I, I've got ADHD, so it's like a fidget spinner for me, um, the guitar. I'll just start, <laughs> I'll start tinkling on it and then I'll go, ooh, that sounds nice. Um, but it's usually that sound will come from whatever I need to resolve. So if I feel, let's say it's, it's, it's feeling really sad or upset about something that I heard on the news today or whatever. Um, actually, that'd be a great lyric in a song, wouldn't it? I think it might be done already. Better write it down. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, it'll create a song, a sound on the guitar that'll catch my ear. And then from there, I'll just keep playing with that. And then if it's to be, if a lyric comes, a word comes out. And, and once I get that, 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 though, that little sentence that helps resolve or explain whatever is going on in my, my brain or in my heart, then that very quickly turns into a song. I just sit down and record it. Do the words tend to come to you in large chunks, or do you do you sometimes have to work and rework? Um, usually, it comes pretty quickly. I guess if if I've got my the sound on my guitar, which you mean I hold it close against my chest, and that vibrates through my whole being, and that 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 kind of brings out an emotion. Sometimes it might be recordings on my voice memos or on my phone, where where I'll just be rambling words to the melody or to the rhythm or whatever um, of the song and then I'll come back and there'll be like one or two words or sentences that I know that's what the song will revolve around and then then I come back and put proper sentences where I'll be mumbling or rapping or whatever it might be so, it's, so they usually come in when they come they usually come in quick chunks yeah it's, it's always fun when that happens yeah. you feel uh, like you're connected to something more I read an interview with Keith Richards once where they were asking him about songwriting and he just gave a very cryptid answer or a cryptic answer where he uh, he said something along the lines of, I can't really tell you how I come up with it. It just comes from out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not quite that um, mystical and magical, but it, but it does, you mean, it, 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 it starts from a feeling, something I want to resolve or something I want to explain. And I do, you mean, they're like me having conversation. Most most of the music is is like me having a conversation with myself, and whether it's about you mean, the songs can be from anything from gun control to uh, or not gun control, but around about society and, and how to treat guns to um, yeah depression to losing friends by suicide to all kinds of things. You mean it sounds very grim, but it's from there, and it's kind of this is me just talking to myself back to myself going, this is how you get through this, Derek, and how you explain it. And then that usually I walk away, I feel good. I've kind of, I've taken it. It's like going to see a, a psychiatrist or something, or a psych, sorry, a psychologist and having that conversation going, right, okay, I've resolved that now. It, it, that's how I do it. And they're kind of left there, I guess, have a longer term thing. They're there if it helps somebody because every so often somebody will listen to the song kind of going, that really helped it twigged for them because they're in the same position and it's resolved something from them, which is probably the greatest compliment you can probably ever have as a as a person, let alone as somebody who's trying to write music. And I'd like to think it's something there for my kids in the future because they're going to go through the same things that um, I've gone through. It's some or all of those things in future. So at least they'll go, well, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person. I mean, years gone by, I guess parents didn't really prepare you for here is the not so fancy things that happen in life as you as you hit middle age and onwards so um yeah that's sort of then how i leave them and go well 
that's enough that 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 maybe a story or a, or help to somebody in the future and and I've got out of it what I want to get out of it which is feeling a bit better or with greater understanding well how about we get into some more music we're going to listen to John Silvers with the piece Atlantica so what do you know about this piece Derek so again I, I John um I think it was just at the beginning it was probably eight, uh, February March last year um he released a piece of music on um, a Facebook page called Crit record release and it was an instrumental played on the ukulele and it just again I put it on ukulele is not necessarily an instrument I would listen to instrumentals is not necessarily a thing that I would um, lean towards um, albeit EDM is generally instrumental but not in uh, acoustic type scenarios and, and it just it sucked me in I went I, I just had visions of what was going on he had a piece, one piece of artwork with it there was no video and it just it took me somewhere it just took me away made contact with, with John and I mean we've probably become as close a friend as you possibly can be in an online scenario we've never spoken to each other despite several efforts we, we've always missed each other but we, we contact each other most days so that's how I came across him you mean he's a multi-instrumentalist um as opposed to me, he's a, he's a, you mean a real musician in terms of understands the the theory. You mean how to just create beautiful pieces like this. But it was one day I, I concealed. You mean visualized. I was sitting down, eating some beef, broccoli. So very very boring. And he sent me check this out. I like it, but I think I'm going to ditch it. I went okay. So I put it on. It was via Dropbox, uh, and I, I remember sitting there with the food hanging at the side of my mouth and the fork <laughs> up in the air, where it just took me, transported me away. I just went, I was just gobsmacked, and and and, and I played it again. And he's like, "On that bad, eh?" And I was like, "On, oh, I've never heard anything." So you mean piano again? So it's a piece on the piano. Um, wouldn't be necessarily something, but it just. Um, yeah, it just swept me away and says you just you you just need to get that out into the world. Here's a bit that John Silvers wrote for us. My name is John Silvers and I come from a musical family. My father was a musician, as was his father, and I feel privileged every day that I'm able to compose and share my music with others, in the hopes that it may, with any luck, help heal someone who needs it most. My latest EP, Kimmy's Hope, was written for a friend of mine from Brazil who had this dream of visiting Norway. The EP itself explores this imagined story. As far as the track Atlantica goes, I painted a scene in my head of a person on a plane leaning their head up against the window and seeing the Atlantic Ocean for the very first time while contemplating all the facets of their journey, both past and present, using that very moment in time for reflection. You can find my music on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, etc., under the name John Silvers, or you can find me on Instagram at johnsilvers.music. So this is John Silvers with Atlantica.
And we're back. I'm here with Derek Smith. Derek selected some excellent music for us to listen to. We're getting to the last of his selections before we get into hearing one of Derek's songs. So next up is the song The Piper from The True Detective from the album Bring Me the Deputies. About the song, The True Detective said, the song is pretty self-explanatory. So he'd rather you come up, come to your own conclusions about what it's about, but that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> so what can you tell us about it, Derek? There's a lot of facets to um, to this song. I think I mentioned earlier on that, um, you mean, I've known um, Tony for just short than 20 years. And it's the longest enduring friendship that I have and um, certainly the longest that I've uh, one of the first and only uh, sorry one of the first friends since I um, came to Australia which is close to 20 years ago um, it would be 14 years ago when I first heard this song he was in in my house uh, we just uh, we were just about to get married my wife and I that's why I know it was around about 14 years ago um, we're sitting in, in, in the family area of the house and he pulled out a guitar and played it play that song um, I was just blown away um, it was just a straight acoustic set which tends to be my favourite and I was like going wow and I said Who, who's that and he goes I, I wrote that and I'm going no 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 Who, who's you mean I know you play but who, who wrote it he goes no that, that's my own music I make my own music and, and, and at that point in time you mean I never heard of people recording at home um, never knew anybody recorded and you know I mean it was one of those weird moments where you're kind of going course there's just normal people writes music and that's how it happens it was like it's like finding out that what do they call them uh, rice bubbles are made out of rice it was like one of those kind of gone duh of course <laughs> um but for me it was like going wow you mean i didn't take uh, of course i went wow i'd love to be able to do that i never did it until you mean for another 10 years but um so it, it opened up that and you mean then he's like oh no, here's my cds i've recorded all that. and again my mind was blowing what you did this yourself in your own bedroom and broom and he's going yeah yeah I've done that and here you go here's six albums whatever it was I was like going blew me away um, but but the piece of music itself other than you mean where it caught me that day the theme of it is um, you mean as I said earlier I'm Irish and I'm from from the Republic so the south of Ireland which is uh, we were well buffered or well away from I guess what most people remember in the 80s uh, the troubles in, in the north of Ireland which is a Set, separate company, but I guess people, or sorry, separate country, um, associated with each other. Um, and, and when you grow up in in a country that that you hear about, oh, the, the, the opposite side, and it doesn't matter what it's in, that, that you, you're almost bred in with a, a fear or a misunderstanding or a bias against pe people. Um, and, and Tony, you mean, as he says on his... Um, on the song itself, he he was he was a, a British soldier stationed in Northern Ireland. So, in, in, from a republic perspective, and for, I guess from one side in in the north of Ireland, would have been seen as as being the enemy. You mean? Um, but the song, when you listen to the song, it's it. it you mean it? Um, you just go. These are just human beings going about doing what the what they believe is right, with no animosity towards anyone. They're just trying to get out there and. I mean, he talks about the fear of walking down um, just the street, sort of terror that they were living. Yes, they might have been the, the army, but they were living in absolute fear and, and, and his own case and probably most others, they really did not want to be there, didn't know why they were there. Um, one of the lines he talks about is uh, his grandfather um, meeting him there uh, and you go, wow, not only that, but he was there and he's got his own family in the north of Ireland. And yeah, it was one of those reconciliation moments, I guess, for me, um, where you mean um, you realize that we're all just humans trying to do the best that we can and uh, sometimes you might have a bias against somebody from where they're from or what their job is and you're kind of going it's, it's just get to know the people and yeah so you mean we've become very good friends just 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 through conversations and we used to drink together and play music together stuff like that but yeah it, but that's what the song sort of means to me it was one of those bridging things where it helps you resolve some stuff that misconceptions that you had throughout your life and again power of music and simple words um, 
uh, and understanding, I guess, the human condition. You mean he's, he, he he carries that around with him as as many other soldiers. I think he writes in it, again in the bio the song about it being. You mean Northern Ireland was is like the Vietnam uh, for 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 probably a lot of the forces in in in, in the US where, yeah, it, it, a lot of deep scars. And you mean up until I met somebody from there that had been involved, that I would have never have considered that. So I guess it helped me evolve as 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 human being and uh, and as a person. So yeah, that's what it means. Quite deep, I guess. But I guess that's what music can be at times if you take time to listen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love that it had um, such a you have such a profound connection to it. Um, so we'll be playing uh, the Piper by the True Detective, and then I'm going to go right into playing your song Stressed Out. Anything you want to tell us about that? Just just on, on, on the Piper, an interesting thing, I guess, like musicians, if you ask Tony, he will say, I don't like that song. And um, we all will write our own music as artists and go, well, I don't like that. But um, there's a good chance when you wrote it, it was the right thing. And later on, somebody, it's, it's going to make a big difference to somebody. So, yeah. And, and he clearly said, you I mean, I don't like the song. But, um, yeah, it, 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 it made a huge mark in my life. Uh, so my own song, Stressed Out, uh, an intro, you mean it's probably quite different for, to an awful lot of my other type music, which is usually, oh, I don't know, folky, sad old middle-aged man type music. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I say before? Middle-aged, lycra-wearing people who really shouldn't be wearing lycra. Um, but it's, um, you mean, it, it does deal, although it's, it, it feels a lot lighthearted and it's quite... Um, I'm not good with genres, but it's it's a it's a lot poppier, I guess, um, punkish type feel to it. It does deal with the with stress and how it feels, um, and that um, you don't want to deal with the world, and, and and it touches on, I guess, alcohol and for others, I guess, how they deal with their stress and from going, I don't want to meet anyone, to talk to anybody, get one drink in, and suddenly you're the life and soul of the party, and and you wake up the next day going, you're you're deeper in the hole. So it's a uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's one of those songs where I've got less of a background story. Um, it was <laughs> I actually recorded it. I, I had quite a few beers in as well, so um, a few words are slurred <laughs> in there. So that's just that that's obviously an artistic um, <laughs> license to do that. Uh, but yeah, so but it does again. It has that story about dealing with with stress and what it's like, and and yeah, um, it's BDI. That's where I'm talking about. It's it's looking out and just waiting for you and egging you on sometimes. Go on, have a drink or do this. You'll be right. Um, that's really the background to it. Um, and yeah, it's quite different from my normal songs. I'm 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 glad you picked it, John, because I I, I would have went, oh, I'll pick that. But I'm kind of going to probably most people wouldn't like it. So I'm glad you uh, you, you spotted it. It's, um, it was a, definitely a fun song to do and a bit different. Uh, I think at the time I was in a um, I was in a Radiohead fixation, which I still always am but uh and i think that kind of drove me to the kind of the melodies and the chords that was used in it which are just i don't know what the chords are they were just shapes that i went "Ooh, that sounds nice play that again yeah those are usually the best chords yeah yeah don't know what the chord is it's, it's a shape well you know i i like all of your songs and i do like the acoustic more melancholy ones but i don't know this one is just fun and i listened on the level of groove guitar parts kind of the notes you're singing i didn't listen too much in terms of lyrics which i need to <laughs> now that now that i know what what you're singing about and you know where it comes from um so but i, I like that the song can be enjoyed enjoyed on multiple levels yeah and look at the same for me i i would enjoy it like i said it'd be like something you could pop on and 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 it would add an, a vibe and energy to it. And, and it would be a song where it has probably lesser depth to, to the lyrics. So the lyrics, I think with this one, I and it's rare, um, I do it. Um, I think the music sort of was fairly well developed in my head and then I just try to push words into it. So, and I think that comes across, I mean, the, um, in it as well. So the lyrics, while I have a story to tell, they're, they're kind of, they're not probably as, as deep and maybe... Um, big and uh, as normally are the normally would be um i think the music is a more important part of it the feel of it for this particular piece which is different for me normally i'm just just an acoustic guitar and me rattling on like an old man well you know i mean there's the the thing to keep in mind that 
if we wanted to just write words, we'd be poets and not songwriters. Yeah. Right. So yeah. having uh, having great stuff going on in the music is definitely a plus. So, Derek, thank you for joining us this episode. Is there anything you'd like to plug? And can you tell us where we can find your music? Uh, my music is across all the platforms. Um, it's 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 all under just Derek Smith. And that's with a Y. Irish people don't understand this. S-M-Y-T-H. Um, and yeah, I've got my own website. Again, it's just Derek Smith again with a Y dot com. And yeah, it's got links in there. I do plan of, of just, as you know, I'm just recovering for some surgery and I've got a number of songs lined up waiting to, to get recorded when I can get my voice and, and function of my hand back in. So hopefully, hopefully this side of uh, July in the next month or two, I'll be releasing something new. But yeah, pretty much it's, it's available everywhere. Uh, Bandcamp, if you happen to throw a few dollars, that, that goes elsewhere to help other people. But um, yeah, if the song means something and helps you along, that, that's the win for me. Yeah, that's really it. Thank you very much for having us on. It's really, I've been loving the music and the depth and the variety that you've been um, showing. It's, I've listened to jazz and you know, music from all over the world, and it's just been great. Hopefully, I've um, exposed some great musicians to other people where they'll find them and enjoy their music. That that's for me fantastic. So thank you for that. Well, I, I appreciate you listening. It means a lot. And the feedback you've given me has been um really helpful too. In episode nine, near the end, I shouted you out for that. Um so Song Surfers, I'll be linking to all of the songs in the show notes so you can check out um the artists' pages, you can purchase, um, stream. We'll also be uh have a link to Derek's website and please check out his music. It's excellent. Uh, you can find that the link to that in your podcast player or over on the website, songsurfingpodcast.com. Derek, thanks again, and take care. Thank you. He's handing out no lethal rounds. 
Thanks for listening to Song Surfing. If you'd like to reach out with any comments or suggestions, you can email me at songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. I'd also love to hear about any artists or bands or songs that you'd like to hear on the show. You can check out the show notes for the podcast friends of the show in the key of Q, No Repeat Podcast, and Chicago Fight Club. Chicago Fight Club is a show about conflict. Comedian MC Lightsey and the rest of the Fight Club team chat with, or rather interrogate, Chicago's best up-and-coming comics about anything, tackling current issues, life perspectives, and why they're still mad at their dads. Recorded live at the Lincoln Lodge Theater, check out Chicago Fight Club. There's always something to fight about. Thanks to Josh Ween for letting me use his song Living in a Fishbowl as the theme music for the show. You can find Josh's music on Bandcamp by searching Ween Solo, that's spelled W-I-E-N-S-O-L-O. Thanks also to Patrick Moonbird for letting me use his song Little Pills, which you're hearing right now as the outro music. Patrick's music is available everywhere you can stream music and is linked in the show notes. See you next time.